Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk. Happy Hour Radio, sponsored by Mary Hill Winery. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. All right, Puget Sound. Hello, Seattle. Hello, Everett. Hello, Olympia. And welcome to Happy Hour Radio. I am your host, Christopher Chan. Advanced sommelier, your Commodore of Cocktails, and... uh, well, Sergeant of Spirits, uh, we got to figure that out. I'm um, so excited about today's show, as in every show. Uh, thanks for joining me at 6 o'clock right here on 570 KVI. If you ever miss one of our shows and want to find out what we've been chatting about and enjoying here in the world of wine, spirits, cocktails, beer, fresh food and events and education, check out our website. It's brand new. It's uh, really, really sexy. It's uh, Se- <laughs> I was going to say SeattleWineAwards.com. No, but you should check that out, too. It is HappyHourRadio.net, and you'll find a whole host of things that uh, I'm investing in uh, the SeattleWineAwards.com, the OregonWineAwards.com, the Idaho Wine Awards, uh, Happy Hour Radio, and Coral Wine. So I've got my uh, lips into a lot of different bottles and glasses. And um, speaking of glasses, I've got uh, six glasses lined up here today, and I've got a whole host of bottles because today it's all about spirits. We got spirits. Yes, we do. We got spirits. How about you? It's uh, Proof. The Washington Distillers Festival is coming up. It's July 11th at the Fremont Studios. And I have the pleasure of having uh, Dick Stevens, who is the executive director, promoter behind, uh, the founder, the brainchild, uh, the brain man, I guess it would be, um, behind Proof Distillers Guild. Plus, I've got Jason Parker, who is, I believe, the president of the Washington Distillers Guild. And uh, a cool cool cat bartender is uh, Sonder Rav. He's from Estonia, and he's been mixing up some really tasty cocktails. Uh, plus, um, the lovely and talented Kelsey Laverens, who was going to chat about all this stuff about Proof. So Proof is, uh, I think it's the second year, right? And uh, it is, uh, oh wait, third year. Wow, it's, it's, what did I miss? <laughs> Stuck in a black hole. Um, Proof, Distillers, Washington Distillers Festival. It's uh, at uh, Fremont Studios on July 11th. Right now, I should welcome uh, Kelly and Dick. Welcome to Happy Hour Radio. Hey, it's a pleasure. Thanks for having us. Oh, so excited. And, uh, you know, I've really admired Proof. Um, Obviously, with the Washington State uh, uh, laws changing where distilleries could uh, come into uh, existence. And uh, now, I think that was, what, five years ago when you started Proof three years ago? You know, we did. it's, uh, It's a cool story because... What proof is, it is the official event of the Washington Distillers Guild. It's it's a flagship event. So when we first met and started talking about some of this stuff internally with people that work at our company, which is called Varsity Communications, we have been uh, fortunate enough to be producing the Taste Washington event for the Washington Wine Commission and for Visit Seattle for 10 years nearly now. And we saw what was taking place with the excitement of the explosion of distillers in the state and when we looked at where they were heading we kept noticing they were adding five six at a time and we started meeting with these guys at 35 or 40 members and the first people we ever met with just to kind of float this idea by as as, as partnering with the guild uh, was jason parker who's the president who's going to be one of the rock stars on this broadcast today uh stephen stone from sound spirits Stephen, yeah yeah uh skip todd from letterpress and then Jeff Steichen at Batch 206. And, yeah, exactly. Great, a great cast of not just distillers and, and owners, but good businessmen. They all come from different backgrounds. 
And when we started to meet, we started to really craft what this could look like in building a really top shelf grand tasting. That's what we want this to be. But we don't want it to be stiff. We want it to be really welcoming. And from the beginning, when we all started talking, we were all really on the same page about education. We didn't want this to be touted as, hey, if you're not an expert in knowing about spirits, we don't want you to come. That's not at all what this is. It's really what was going on with wine 10 years ago. There was red and white wine, but they didn't know what Riesling was. They didn't know the difference between five or six different red varietals. Same thing going on with spirits. And the more we talked, the more there was synergy. And we decided, you know what, let's do this event. Let's put it together and let's let's make sure that when we do the event, it helps support all the other great tastings that take place all around the year. And there are a lot of great events, and these guys participate in them. But to set the bar and the tone that this is this is the one official event of these guys' uh, collaboration. And we've done that. And now going into our third year, the event has grown each year, not only by participants and restaurants, but by attendees. And if anybody follows us on Twitter or Facebook, they'll notice how communicative and knowledgeable, thirsty everybody is. Everybody <laughs> wants to one-up everybody else. And what proof is is really a reflection of where the distillers are as an entity, where the industry stands in our own marketplace, and really where it can go. And that's when we want people to come to the proof event um, we want them to know that on, on July 11th, they're getting a snapshot of where it was. And what was cool last year is people noticed the difference. They could feel the growth. Um, and the event and taste, is, taste the uh, Taste the everything. Growth. Yeah, the, they the can evolution. taste it. To have 40 of them, 40 different distillers in one place at one time, and all of them, nearly all of them being principals in their own product, they're talking to the master. I love that. And uh, Proof is uh, quite the experience. I know that uh, you sexied it up. I know Fremont Studios yeah. is the host of, of many, many sexy events. And uh, do you have some DJs? Do you have some lights? Do you have some food and all that? We do. You know, the event is, is um, obviously a place where you can meet all these different distillers and taste their product. But it's very interactive. And when we moved it to Fremont Studios last year, um, that's not only just a commitment of, of fun and sensuality and a great environment. But it's it's an expensive place to go. I mean, and, and you get what you pay for. They do a great job. They do. We really took the event to another another level there when we moved it, um, and it's designed with lighting and sound. We use both Studio A and Studio B, um, and and create an environment where it's easy to walk around. It's not even though we may have seven eight hundred people out there at one time. It's set up that you can expend three hours. And Kelsey's going to speak a little bit soon here about. They use the booze stage and some of our programming elements that we have. It's the thing that we wanted to make sure is that people know the food is good too. And, and we've got some great restaurants involved. But if you go to proofwashington.org, you can see all of the distilleries that are going to participate. And there's some from Oregon too, because there's a synergy between the Oregon and Washington distilleries. They're yeah. all together on this thing. When they leave the Pacific Northwest, they have to do battle with the big boys and get shelf right. space. Um, but we have great sponsors that have helped light this thing on fire, and, and it's an expensive endeavor to do it the right way. The right way. We want to do it the right way. And yeah. I know the first year um, was uh, was very fun and exciting being down at the foundry. And, yep. Um, obviously a little tight, and uh, you know the cement floor is not always the best. But uh, and at high ceilings at Fremont, I'm sure we'll sort of el uh, uh, lose some of that, uh, that or increase the ambiance. You know, we've the DJ, uh, with having DJ Riz from KEXP, 
I can say this with a straight face, but then I smile at the end. That dude reads the room so well that at the beginning of the event and the end of the event, he really picks up on the vibe. Obviously, everyone's a little a little happier, which you can appreciate as the host of the happy <laughs> hour. Moves. It's a little happier at the end than it is at the beginning. Um, but we do want people to leave feeling like they know a lot more and they've tasted a lot more and it's paired with all this great gourmet bites and having a lot of people, you know, like at your level, Chris, that are experts on how to taste because a lot of people don't know how to discern the difference between all these They're not these just spirits. shots. You just don't shoot it. No, it's not. It's <laughs> not. Uh, it's not about last night down there with Rob Lowe at the Mother's Bar in Chicago. Oh, it's a boy. little classier than that. We are dating ourselves, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Well, speaking with Dick Stevens, the uh, the man behind uh, Varsity Communications and Proof Washington, uh, the the Washington Distillers Guild, and that's uh, July 11th. So proofwashington.org. Yeah. What are the hours? Six to nine, or we have a VIP a session that lasts just a little bit longer than the general grand tasting. It goes from four thirty to nine. And then the general admission ticket is 5.30 to 9 p.m. Um, we don't want it to go too far in the evening. It's not, right. it's not what the point is. And then people still have the rest of the evening yeah. to, and to enjoy each other. Yeah, has got a lot of places to oh, go. Oh, gosh. We're, we're definitely doing our, our part for the Fremont. Drink some ice water. Yeah, get a little water, <laughs> get a little bit of a couple more bites at the food truck, and then head off into the darkness. Well, Kelsey, um, let's hear from you. Tell us about some of the great programming elements you have at Proof this year. Yeah, definitely. Um, so far, we have some really great restaurants signed up. Um, for instance, we have Beardsley Public House, which is actually John Howie's newest restaurant, um, and they are pairing with Wildwood Distillery. So that'll be a great experience Eric to kind of get their We've name had out. him on the show. Yeah. Yeah. The Cure and the Stratvatten, Starkvatten. Yep. Good stuff. Yeah. So uh, Beardsley House is, is one of the restaurants. So you, these mm-hmm. will be tables inside the, the uh, in- event where they're offering bite complimentary bites? Yeah, exactly. So we have, you know, the distilleries that'll be doing their samples. And then we also have restaurant, local restaurants coming in and providing bites for the attendees and really speaking to what food they're serving, um, getting people familiar with what the restaurant has to offer. And we're really striving for local restaurants, people who use local product and stuff like that. So it'll be great. Um, what other uh, elements do you have? Do you have an edu- What's the educational element? I know Dick was talking about we want people to learn. How do you mm-hmm. um, implore that? How do you, uh, you know, get people to sit down and, and take a moment to you know, open their mind instead of their mouth or do both? Yeah, we, have, um, we encourage restaurants to you know, bring their chefs on board to kind of help talk about their product and, or their food and be able to really speak to what's in it and how it's made. And same with the distilleries, they're going to really speak to their spirits and educate people on how it's local, how it's different from a lot of other So there's a Use the Booze station. You said there's a Mm -hmm. Use the Booze. And is there a sit-down opportunity for people to actually learn more about fermentation or distillation and, and things like that? Yeah, and we have some some great people lined up for a use the booze stage. So it's an opportunity for attendees to come and sit down and really learn how, how cocktails are made and get the educational part of it. And that will be going on all night. We have four different people lined up and Jason will be talking to that a little bit later today, but um, it's a great opportunity for people to come and really educate themselves and not just be sipping, but take a sit to take, take a, take a chance to sit down and really 
absorb what's going on. Well, that's on. really fun, because I think what people don't recognize is that you can make a cocktail, but the cocktail is supposed to be about this balanced, uh, flavorful, nuanced beverage that uh, you know incorporates spirits and, and maybe herbs and juices and uh, obviously perhaps some ice and, and a little bit of water or sodas and bubbles. Um, and that's really the, the beauty, the art of making a cocktail is about this ethereal balance. It's like, mmm, there's a finish, there's an attack, there's a, a mid-palate, there's a palate, there's a finish, and there's complexity, and there's the mmm factor. So all that mm-hmm. stuff. If people really want to learn about cocktails, I suggest you go to Proof because it sounds really, really exciting. That's the Use the Booze Station, mm-hmm. right? Or the or state? Uh, what do you call stage. it? Stage. Yes. Yes. Um, that's fantastic. So, how many restaurants total do you have? Um, right now, we have about fifteen signed on. So. Oh, we're great. Right Fifteen. That's plenty of variety. Of bites. So. Yeah. Well, I, I recommend everyone get a little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of food in them for a, eat a heavy lunch and then come <laughs> in and, and then enjoy. Um, and it's all about uh, moderation. Obviously, these events um, can be quite, uh, uh, well, you can go too far with, with spirits. And that's always the big challenge with spirits, right? A little sip here, a little sip there. Next thing you know, if you're not doing your tolerance, you're used to taking one cocktail and like having, you know, two and a half ounces of, of liquor in 45 minutes. But in 45 minutes at this thing, you could probably we go through uh, a bunch of little tastes and and we want you to have a great time at the end obviously there's some uber factors here some taxi there's some safety nets here yeah we have all those bases covered i mean obviously when we're working with the 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 washington distillers guild we want to set the tone on responsibility as well and i'm happy to say we've never had an incident in the previous three and and you have to consider that um, that's why the food part is, is just as important, not just to pair with, with, with the product, but make sure people are okay. There's a lot of water available. There's alcohol monitors that you don't really see, but they're there. Um, but absolutely, there's an easy way to get home um, using Uber or our cab lists and being really responsible. And we haven't had an incident, and we don't plan to. But in case there are some people who are... You no, know, first time events for time, people. They're like they jumping don't know. in there. That's yeah, right. It's know. okay to dump it too if you try it and it doesn't feel right or this is maybe one step too much. Yeah, Put it in we got to know that tasting is about sipping and spitting and or just is taking a taste and an aroma and then uh, and getting on to the next one. So uh, speaking with Dick Stevens and Kelsey Labyrinths of uh, well Varsity Communications and the new Proof. Well, that's new. It's still three years old. I guess it's still kind of new. Yeah. yeah, Proof Washington is the uh, proofwashington.org is the July 11th. But when we come back from this break, I'm going to have uh, the president of the Washington State Distillers Guild, uh, Jason Parker, and then we'll move into uh, some cocktails with uh, Saunders. Rob and um, if you like spirits check it out proofwashington.org is uh, the event it's coming up in two weeks so uh, when we come back we'll jump into some real spirits and have a conversation stick around we'll be right back on happy hour radio Breaking down the big stories. Len Beck, weekdays 9 to noon on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Now more KVI Want to Know Weekends. Back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. It's round two here in... Uh, in studio, I've got Dick Stevens and Kelsey Laverins, uh bartender extraordinaire Sonder Robb. And right now, I've got the president of the Washington Distillers Guild, Jason Parker. Jason, welcome to Happy Hour. Thank you, Chris. Well, uh, I just want to talk about, we're here to talk about Proof, the Washington Distillers Festival, and it's uh, July 11th over at Fremont Studios. Tickets are 40 and $60, I think I heard. That's correct. Yep. Excellent. And ProofWashington.org. Well, when it comes to Proof, that term is something that I don't know that our whole listeners know about. The whole idea of 
of proof was what? Well, so proof is actually the way you determine uh, the amount of alcohol in the spirit. It was originally related to gunpowder, and it was a way to mix uh, alcohol with gunpowder. And if it ignited, that meant proof that it was strong enough to be sold. Yeah, and in those days, what, what do you think the uh, percentage of alcohol in most distillates was? Was it 100? Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a little bit higher than normal, uh, 100 to about 115. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> can you imagine that in the desert there, pulling a chug, a, pulling a slug of uh, 115% or 115 proof, I should say? It would have been hot. You could get that fire started for sure. That's though, right. Huh? Uh, well, so as the new president, uh, how long have you been involved with the Washington Distillers Guild? Well, really, ever since it's had a board. I've been on the board for the entire time. It's about three and a half years, almost four years now. But I've only been the president for this past session, so uh-huh. that's about six months. And what are your duties? Uh, Camp David, uh, taking long vacations to Hawaii, what do you do? You, boy, you nailed it. That's exactly what, what I do. But in between times, also get a little bit of a chance to uh, do legislation, spent the whole uh, session down at Olympia. Actually, I was up here at the distillery, but I did spend a lot of time in Olympia. We also do a lot of uh, marketing, and uh, now we're doing uh, Proof, Proof Washington. Very cool. So how does the uh, Distillers Guild actually operate? Do you have a board, and it's a, um, is it a nonprofit organization, it and is. you have a membership dues? That's and how many right. members are there? Yeah, great. So we are a 501c6. That means we're a trade organization nonprofit. That's why we can have things like this event where we are the benefactors of the uh, proceeds, and we also... Also, um, use that money to help the distillers get found. So we can do marketing for them. We uh, do uh, legislation to help get new privileges. So you'll find uh, a little more um, freedoms in the tasting rooms this year, the ability to ship through the internet and to do phone sales. These are all things that we just got uh, accomplished this year. That's great. Yeah, so in terms of membership, uh, most of the Washington distillers are or about to become members. We have 110 <laughs> distilleries in Washington, really? more than any other state, 27 in King County and 17 in, in Seattle. And I would say uh, right now about 50% of them are members. Um, I know that that number at, at this time of year, right before proof, goes up dramatically. Sure. Um, you know, we just had a... a National or was it, inter- it was a national? It was the American Distillers um, event here last? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Was it April? I think yep. ADI American Distillers Institute. That yeah. was uh, that was a year ago here in Seattle, and then just just very recently it was in Louisville. I've, I was oh, yeah. in Louisville for that one as well. Neat. Yeah. That was uh, a great coup for Washington State. Obviously, I, I, I met with the uh, executive director there, and we chatted about uh, the proliferation of craft distilling all around America, and well, actually kind of throughout the world now, because yeah. everyone's sort of getting into that artisanal deal. Um, it, it was neat to learn that uh, Washington State had the highest per capita of distilleries, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Well, uh, we got a good thing going. It seems like much like the wine industry, where we've got uh, a cognoscente of people who are entrepreneurial, but also have uh, resources and uh, entrepreneurial drive to to, to begin a, a new uh, foray into, well, the lovely world of alcohol. So let's talk about some of these spirits here. I know that Proof's going to have how many distilleries? Uh, we're targeting 40. There may be a few more. All right. And of course, you had uh, 14 restaurants participating in uh, Plenty of Water and uh, Uber at the end. Um, but uh, What's the quality of, of Washington State uh, spirits now? I mean, I know coming out, I tasted a bunch when I was mm-hmm. the director of Wine and Spirits at the Rainier Club, and um, it, it, it was uh, a little rough. I think there was a little... little Understanding of how to develop these spirits because right. it comes down to mouthfeel. Um, and I think, you know, uh, the bourbons we're used to, whether it's the Jim Beams and Evan Williams and the Maker's Mark, uh, um, you know, those have like four years of age on it. And I think, uh, you know, Washington didn't realize that two years wasn't quite 
there enough to create that same compatible mouthfeel and enjoyment of a spirit. Where are we today? Yeah, so interesting. I mean, it, you're absolutely right. If you can imagine the uh, brewing community 30 years ago experiencing the same problems, making some kind of clumsy beers at first, but then getting better through their experience. Same thing, of course, in wine. Where we are in the uh, distilling industry now is we're in the second wave of maturing. We've really gotten better investments. Uh, we've learned from the mistakes of our first time around. What we're doing now is we're seeing better than the average products coming out. We're seeing products that are, um, when I should say better than the average, I mean the big brands, the ones that you're used to seeing. It used to be that we were trying to be that good. Now, that's the minimum. The, the, the new bar is way over that. So we do that in really three ways. One is using local products. The other one is sharing and being actually better. That's where the Washington Distillers Guild comes in. We help each other learn about, uh, about new techniques and new processes. And then finally, we're using ingredients um, that are locally grown. They're, uh, they're fresh, and they have um, maybe more terroir than you could possibly get when you're shipping internationally. Right. Um, so exciting. And I'm, I'm really excited to uh, participate and, and sort of see the, the status of our distillers community and, and to know where our products are. Because I'm looking at the products you've, you've provided today. You've got five lovely bottles, all different shapes, which is really fun, and all different colors. So That's let's right. talk about uh, the five spirits you've uh, selected here for me to try. The first one is called Letterpress. That's right. So Letterpress is uh, Skip and Eddie. Skip used to be on the board and still, well, he's still on the board. He used to actually be a, an officer. He has been making amazing limoncello for years. His uh, grandmother, who is Italian, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, his uh, mother, who is Italian, taught him how to make this product uh, through his family. And he just released this. It is a orange cello. So think of lemon cello, but made from blood oranges. This came out only four or five days ago. I think there's 540 bottles of it on the planet, and half of them have probably already sold. Wow, it's oh. so delicious. I just took a sip, and it smells beautiful. Um, it, it's well-balanced. It has a little weight to it, but it's, it's such a soft texture in the mouth. He uses honey, which is very unusual. Um, that's part of the reason that it has that texture. The other reason that it's so difficult to make is because he uses honey. Honey has a tendency to cloud, and Skip has spent the first couple of years of his uh, um, research figuring out how to make a clear, beautiful-tasting spirit and still keep that honey in there. It's very exciting because obviously the proliferation of uh, flavored spirits came out um, six, seven years ago with all those vodkas, and now they're doing bourbons and, right. and even tequilas and cinnamons and hasn't done anybody any favors. Um, but it's so <laughs> great to see how uh, local artisans are, are crafting spirits that have a lot of personality and a lot of um, terror. Obviously, we don't have blood oranges here, but uh, to know that it's those sure it's local honey, which is really That's fun. Right. That's right. Um, delicious uh, spirit. It's uh, it's a great uh, aperitif. I mean, a little soda for this in the uh, in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> now you're talking. <laughs> it's always morning somewhere. It is morning yeah. somewhere. Well, after dinner. Well, the next one is called Lemon Verbena. Who produces this? So, uh, uh, actually, I'll have to look. Sidetrack Spirits. That's right. Sidetrack. I yeah, have they forgotten. took out stuff. I remember that blueberry uh, cordial right. they made. It was really tasty. There's uh, there's another bottle that looks exactly the same from the back. Sidetrack is uh, down in Kent, and they are farm to glass. Literally, Larry and Linda Peterson grow uh, person grow these um, ingredients on their farm. They and their son 
um, turned them into beautiful spirits. So this is lemon verbena. They make a beet. They make uh, blueberry. They make raspberry. They make all sorts of delicious products, all in these gorgeous bottles with a badge on the metal badge on the front and the glass stopper. When you taste that, you can taste the freshness of the lemon, right? And that if that balance of the the sweet in there. Um, I just tasted it, and I, I had to say, the first part of the attack um, uh, was bright and flavorful, and then I was worried that it was going to be too sweet. But what I found was is that lemon verbena flavor carries through, the acidity carries through and dries the palate, and that's that's what about balance is, and that's really important, especially when it comes to sweet cordials uh, or you know sweet um, spirits. And uh, this is very interesting because you get the great uh, lemon verbena herbal character on the finish, but you also get that nice line of, of lemon. Do they actually use lemon verbena and lemons here? I don't know. Yeah. Um, it tastes like fresh lemon, so I bet you they're adding a little bit of that. Um, also to keep that acidity in there, because I don't think lemon verbena is more... Um, uh, Acidic. Um, yeah, it doesn't have quite the acidity that you need to carry that much sugar. So um, really tasty stuff. So that comes in a 375, and the letterpress is in a 750. Um, and all right, so one more, and then we'll take a break and get back to the last two, because <laughs> I might need a little cocktail after this, right? What yeah, do you got? You, you got go. Big Gin. What is this about? So that's Captive Spirits, uh, Ben and Holly, Captiveville over in uh, Ballard make that product. They've been making um, just delicious London Dry, almost times two, double London Dry type of gin. And they, about a year and a half ago, started putting it into bourbon barrels and aging it for half a year. I believe this particular one was from a Heaven Hill bourbon barrel, seven years in uh, uh, whiskey in there. And then that was... um, uh, they put their flagship gin, their big gin in there, gave it six months in the barrel, and it really softened it up a little bit, but also gave it this new kind of dimension of vanilla and sweetness that comes from that, that bourbon. I think it's very interesting. Obviously, um, gin is one of those uh, make-or-break spirits for most people. Uh, you take that first swig of gin at 12, and you kind of like off spirits for a while. But this is very delicious. Um, you still get the aromatics of the uh, uh, the infusion or the um, um, percolation with the, the, the juniper the and uh, some of the other herbs that they use. I think it's probably some lemon and, and lemon peel, etc. Um, but the barrel does soften it up, and I think it that's does. really important. So when we come back from this break, I want to talk more about Big Gin and talk about Copperworks and uh, Two Bar Spirits with Nathan Kaiser. Uh, so stick around. We'll be right back with uh, Jason Parker here on Happy Hour Radio. And uh, we're here talking about proof, the ProofWashington.org festival. And Dick Stevens, what are the ticket prices again? You know, it's 40 bucks for a GA ticket. That's for the entire grand tasting. And just for 20 more dollars, a VIP ticket, it comes with a few extra little whistles and bells. But you get a whole hour in there where it's just you and the makers. And it's just such a cheap ticket. I mean, really kept it way below the Sounds market fun. value. Yeah. That's ProofWashington.org. So stick around. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. Lars Larson has the real story. Weekdays, 6 to 9 p.m., only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. Talk Radio 570 KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, having way too much fun in the studio with uh, our friends in Varsity Communications and ProofWashington.org. That's a festival coming up in two weeks. It's the Washington Distillers Festival. And I got the uh, president of Varsity Communications, Dick Stevens, and also the president of the Washington Distillers Guild, Jason Parker. We were just chatting about uh, letterpress... uh, 
uh, Arancello Rosso and uh, Lemon Rubina from Sidetrack. But right now, this big gin is quite interesting. I know that um, my grandma was a beef eater woman of <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, loyalty, and um, I, I was curious about if she might like this because this is really a better entree for more people who are trying to learn about gin because mm-hmm. I think you start with a little bit of sweetness in mm-hmm. things, and then people sort of graduate and like, like it dry. And then, obviously, London Dry Gin is certainly that uh, highly aromatic, um, very uh, palate uh, stimulating uh, spirit. Um, but this, obviously, the bourbon barrels from Heaven Hills, and by the way, I had Heaven Hill waiting in line for Nazareth at the Seattle Center in 1981. Oh, wow. Wow. <laughs> that was a naughty boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the, one of the neat things about gin, of course, is that it, it really needs almost only one ingredient to be called gin. That's juniper. And then from there, you can just take it to as far as you want. But interestingly enough, London Dry Gin hasn't de- deviated much over the past 50 years. It's almost been exactly the same. A little bit of more citrus in modern gins. Well, here come the craft distillers, 500 of us now, trying to play around with different uh, products. Ooh, hear that? Someone's uh, playing yeah, around on uh, Studio Ray. Someone's playing around. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that one already. Uh, when when Ben and, and Holly decided to start barrel aging, they weren't the first, but they were one of the first in the region to take their gin and put it into barrels, help soften it up a little bit and change its experience from being just that pure juniper uh, citrus, think of maybe a pine tree. uh, (laughs) Well, yeah, I have heard that, um, to something way more um, subtle and uh, kind of better at mixing. I like to use that in place of bourbon in cocktails. So literally, I think it gives you a little more uh, expression, um, a little more complexity, which is really, really fun. That's right. And uh, you still get the hint of sweetness. And sometimes bourbons can be a little too sweet Mm -hmm. for my palate. But you have another gin here now. So you're the man behind Copperworks. Yeah, one of two. Uh, Micah Nutt is my uh, business partner. So he and I opened that up a year and a half ago. We have a bunch of malt whiskey aging. Chris, I can see you uh, making some interesting uh, faces as you taste that one. Let me tell you a little bit about that. That's our flagship gin. We've got a series of barrel-aged gins. We've been putting uh, gin in a barrel. This particular barrel, instead of being a new barrel or a used barrel of some normal characters, this one was actually first a Heaven Hill barrel, then a big gin barrel, then a Bradley's Kena Tonic Syrup barrel. It had that in it for five months, and then we put Bradley's our gin Bradley's Kena Tonic? What is that? Is that what a local is, product? It is. Uh, Bradley is an a assistant distiller over at Sound Spirits. He got a Kickstarter campaign a couple of years ago to begin making this Kena Tonic. Think of a syrup that you make tonic water from. Got it. He imports that chicona bark out of uh, Peru and India and extracts the quinine from it. He put that, after he made this syrup that you would normally just mix with soda water, he put that into a a nice um, barrel that Ben had given him and aged it for five months and then gave us the barrel. And we put our flagship gin in that and aged it for four more months. You get all these botanicals. We kept it at 100 proof because we actually think that it's even better. Yeah, it's as, got a little heat to it. It does. As a uh, sipping, so you put just a, a little bit of ice in it, uh, almost like a sipping whiskey, but it's a sipping gin, or make it into one of those cocktails I was talking about, an old-fashioned or uh, um, mint julep or I even a sazerac. I think going to make us a, a gin old-fashioned. It's pretty exciting. Now, tell Excellent. me, is the base distillate or the base mash here corn? No. Um, let's see here. Uh all of the ones that we're looking at here are either wheat, uh, in, in ben and, uh, Ben's case over at Captive Spirits, I believe that one's a grain-neutral spirit. Ours is malted barley, and uh, the one we'll be tasting later is uh, corn. All right. 
That Copperworks gin is really, really delicious. Thank you. Soft mouthfeel, complexity, um, no sharp edges, but you'd certainly get that just a, just a single pine needle coming through at the very end, which is, I think <laughs> is very pleasant. Wonderful. Um, good stuff. And that's 100 proof, huh? That, that expression of it is, the barrel gin. Excellent. Yeah. Okay, so uh, two bars, Nathan Kaiser. That's right. And you all these Nathan. spirits will be at proof, right? All of these and about 35 more. Excellent. And um, this is part of the Use the Booze scenario, too. I mean, these products will be uh, up on stage at some point, most the, of them. Some the, of them? That's also true. These uh, these people who are going to be participating in Use the Booze will telling you not only how to do things like making cocktails like Sandra's doing for us, but actually even create your own aged cocktails uh-huh. or your own aged booze. I did that at the Rainer Club one time. We had uh, you know our own fusion party. That was really fun. So uh, two bars. Uh, what do we got? Bourbon whiskey. That's so, right. I love his product. Um, and you know what? I think I smelled this and tasted the corn, but uh, what do you got here? So you're right. Um, so Nathan, uh, his family farm, fourth generation in the family uh, in Texas. Texas. It's called Two Bar. And uh, he has been making some delicious bourbons. As a matter of fact, he is the first bourbon manufacturer in Seattle since Prohibition. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Um, definitely, you know, these are this is quite an quite an array of spirits, and I'm really impressed, uh, obviously, with the quality. I think we've we've started to find our path, and it's just climbing that ladder or, or coming down that ski jump, and just going to be flying here because these are all very high quality products. I, I love the big gin. I think the mouthfeel is, is fantastic. The Copperworks gin is very very. Um, the tonic I think really provides uh, just that that sharpness, that dryness, which is not um, offensive. It's really because I'm not a big tonic fan, but this just really works. Nice. And I think you get the vanilla and the tonic. Uh, and then two bars, uh, obviously he's down in Soto, and he's got uh, great whiskeys. Uh, so exciting. But right now, um, let's see, we've got Sondra Rob. You're mixing up some cocktails over there. Dick, what's he doing? You know, he is he's a master, right? This uh, We brought a maestro in, and he is going to give us kind of a sample of what we would see at our custom cocktail zones that are all throughout the proof floor plan where people can really get a sense of what it's like to, to oh, try these. Oh, you have more than just one stage? you got different areas? So we have the Use the Booze stage. And just you know, give quick props to the people that are, are definitely uh, Seattle Sipsters will know these names. Sipsters. Uh, yeah, you like that? That's pretty cool. I might have to might have to put a registered mark on that one. Uh, Paul Clark from Imbibe is one of the po- one of the folks that's going to be up on the stage. Uh, Amanda Reed from Tavern Lawn, Needle and Thread. Oh, yeah. Yep. Rick Dobbs from The Last Word. And uh, Andrew Friedman from Liberty um, and Good Citizen uh, are the folks on the Use the Booze stage. So we're really trying to say to people, hey, this is the great experience, uh, taking this product and trying it neat. And then here's what happens when you go up on the stage. We actually draw a little curtain, and people go into this uh, netherworld, so to speak. Um, but what's going to happen with what Saunders is going to be doing is, and he's going to be able to probably touch on this even better, is is really taking it to another level. So we have the Use the Boost stage, but then we have these custom-crafted cocktail zones all over the show floor. And what he's going to be doing is giving us a sample of some of the products we've brought in. But this is this is the uh, the Narnia uh, man himself, no, <laughs> no pun intended, because he really is from Narnia. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what he's going to be doing is 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 really just tantalizing what people are going to expect to see. Maybe after that first forty minutes, we've had a chance to walk around and meet all the people you wanted to see. Yeah, and then start hitting these zones and and taking the product to another level. Get into the zone. Get into the zone. Yeah. Proof zone. <laughs> the proof zone. Yeah, I wanted to give props quick to Skip. We I remember when we came up with the name for this event. We had like thirty nine names on a sheet of paper. I like proof. And you did it. The name proof wasn't even on the sheet of paper. Skip crosses legs and puts his hands kind of one on top of the other on his right knee. He goes, you know, I don't really like any of those. How about proof? 
Yeah. And then Whammo. And we all said, yep. That's it. Yeah, that's it. That was <laughs> easy. Like the one word deal. We so, drank to that. Yeah, we had to. We have to give him props because his his name was. Uh, He's the one who came up with that cool name. Excellent. Well, we're talking about Proof, uh, the Proof Washington Distillers Festival. It's uh, July 11th over at the Fremont Studios. Tickets available at proofwashington.org. It's $40 general admission, which is uh, 5.30 to 9, and a $60 VIP ticket gets you lots of swag and some extra taste and, um, you know, just an all-around feel-good opportunity. VIP tickets are 60 bucks, and uh, all the tickets are available at proofwashington.org. And the, the hours are 4.30 to 9 all day, but uh, the general mission uh, is uh, 5.30 or I call it the enthusiast, right? That's there right. You the connoisseur yeah, and the enthusiast. That's right. Um, so when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into two fabulous cocktails made by our ice-chipping, uh, whiskey-flipping <laughs> cocktail ma- master here, um, Saunders Rob, and uh, I'm excited about that because I do like cocktails. And, and um, uh, thanks, Jason Parker, for sharing these fantastic spirits as president. Uh, do you have some, some rain? Do you get samples? Do you have a little uh, cachet that you get to as a business, uh, you know, do Boy, some- you know, th- being a nonprofit, there are a few perks. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, the funny about nonprofit is, is uh, you know, we don't want no profit. We just, That's right. We just put That's reinvesting right. the profit. Exactly. I should call that. I should change it. Reprofit. <laughs> I like that. And uh, this is the third year um, uh, at Proof. And uh, the second year at Fremont Studios, which is really exciting. Oh, yeah. I can't wait. So he's, he's shaking something up. Great. Uh, folks, uh, when we come back from this break, we're going to dive into two fantastic cocktails. And if you have any questions, send us an email to ask at happyhourradio.net. Is there a Twitter handle for Proof? Yes. Our Twitter handle, Kelsey, isn't that uh, Proof Washington? Just Proof what? Like that's the, it. The, the Hashtag. 18 letters. That's right. Got it. Yep. And then uh, we're all over Facebook, too, so you can follow us and stay on top. Perfect. Well, yeah. I'm, I will be tweeting. I am at, at Happy HR Radio. That's Happy Hour Radio, at Happy Hour Radio on Twitter. So stick around. We'll be right back. Coming up, I've got two fantastic cocktails from Sunder Rob on Happy Hour Radio. He's live. He's here. Sean Hannity. Weekdays, noon to 3, only on Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right. Well, the proof is in the glass. We've got uh, proofwashington.org, the big proof festival. It's the Washington Distillers Festival at uh, Fremont Studios July 11th. And I've got Jason Parker, the president of the Washington Distillers Guild. And now I've got uh, superstar bartender Saunders Rob. And uh, Saunders, tell us about you. How, where'd you get started in this whole uh, mixology business? Well, first of all, thanks for having me here. Um, I got started in a faraway place next to Narnia called Estonia, which is a real country. It is on Google. You can find it. Um, I started my career about 10 years ago. And as soon as I moved to Washington State, the really started to look into where the level is, where the craft is, what are people doing? And I just dwelled into it. I realized that this is something that you can be passionate about and follow and learn, you know, infinitely. And where are you working in Seattle? Uh, right now I'm working for two establishments called uh, Rocco's and soon-to-be-open Urban Bitter on Capitol Hill. Oh, Urban Bitter. Well, um, I know there's an Estonian spirit, a national spirit. What's that called? It's Vana Tallinn. Vana it means Tallinn. Old Tallinn, which is the capital of Estonia. Ah, and uh, what's it taste like? It's it's a sweet rum-based liqueur, vanilla notes, a little bit of orange. Um, 
locals don't buy it. We drink vodka. It's for more for tourists, to be honest. <laughs> well, I'm a tourist whenever I go anywhere, so uh, it works for me. Well, we've got two fabulous cocktails. One is a, a light, uh, pale lemonade-looking color with a beautiful garnish, a lemon peel, and a sprig of thyme. The other is a uh, an old-fashioned glass, kind of a mason jar glass, uh, with a big hunk of ice and a, an orange peel with uh, sort of a brown brandy spirit looking. Like. Let's talk about this first lemon spirit here. What do you got here? So, it's it, it, it's summer. So I always think light, ginny, uh, herbaceous, something you can just drink a few of it and you realize you had them, you know. Um, so this is a brief of a tra- uh, traditional classical cocktail called the Bee's Knees. So I'm using gin, I'm using Copperworks gin, uh, a little bit of honey, lemon juice, and I'm throwing my own twist on that by adding a little bit of uh, lemon thyme in it, which is something I just picked up in QFC. Just a couple of uh, sprigs in there. When you shake it up, you, you strain it all out, and there's magic right there. Um, it's I love it. And the Bee's Knees is a classic cocktail from Prohibition, uh, when most uh, liquor was basically bathtub gin or uh, mm-hmm. Canadian whiskey and uh, Caribbean rum. Um, this is delicious. It's light. It's bright. Uh, great citrus notes. And I, I think the time gives it just a little bit of ethereal herbaceousness, which adds complexity. Uh, Jason, what do you think about this? You know, I think it's uh, really, really good. I like the fact that it brings in some of the, um, like you said, some of the herbal notes. There's a sweetness in there, but it's not too sweet. It, if it was just a little bit more, it would be over, but instead mm-hmm. it's just perfectly balanced. And of course, balances the thing. Balances the thing. Well, that's a delicious cocktail. And um, I like my lemonade a little less sweet, so I, I'm, I'm an acid freak when it comes to Chablis and Champagne. Well, the next uh, cocktail here is what? This is interesting. So I went with with a cocktail that when everybody walks in the bar, when they ask for an old-fashioned, everybody makes you one with whiskey, which is actually not the case because you can use any base spirit, which, you know, rum, gin, tequila, whatever you please. You can roll with it. Um, so I used uh, the Copperworks tonic barrel-aged gin in it. So it's a basic old-fashioned build, spirit, spirit, two different bitters. It was Angostura and locally made Scrappy's orange bitters. Um, just a quick stir. Um, poured over rocks and garnished with a uh, with an orange twist. So it really, really brings out the base spirit because all you're really doing is just giving it a little bit of more depth and sweetness with the sugar, and adding a little bit more complexity with the bitters. But it's just one of the better cocktails to really showcase the base spirit, in my opinion. Well, this is very interesting. I've never had a, a gin old fashioned, and um, I'm excited about it because my when I first took a sip, obviously my my brain is thinking, okay, whiskey, a lot more sweet and a lot more um, oak mm-hmm. on on that drink. But um, this is definitely I, I use the term ethereal again because you get the uh, the complexity of the various uh, components. You had two barrels on this. Uh, you had a, a big gin barrel and a whiskey a Heaven Hill whiskey barrel, and as well as a um, syrup tonic barrel. So I think the quinine here really works with this cocktail because you've added just enough sweetness. It's balanced, um, and the complexity is all about the finish here. It's um, mm-hmm. mm, it makes you want to take another sip. And I always appreciate cocktails that are dry. Uh, that just give you like you know we, we're in the business of sales by the way <laughs> yes we, we are. want them to drink it up Dry Jason one other one what do you think another great cocktail that's uh that's why we brought Sondra along we knew we were going to get good ones you know one of the fun things about making cocktails like this is that you can actually do it at home and that's why with this use the booze things we're going to be showing with people like Sondra how can you mix these cocktails and what is the balance so that you actually get these flavors that aren't just one-sided but multi-dimensional better than the sum of their parts yeah that's how you impress your friends and uh, <laughs> I'm impressed uh, with the spirits you brought Jason and uh, Dick I'm impressed with your ability to to host great events 
Reynolds, thank you very much for joining me on Happy Hour Radio. Jason, uh, congratulations on your presidency. Thank you. <laughs> Look forward to seeing you on July 11th, and I'm sure that we'll got to bring my uh, engineer here, uh, Kevin uh, Dodrill. He is a, a big spirits guy. And um, Saunders, congratulations. These are great cocktails, and I've, I've had a few bartenders in here. And uh, I tell you, I've, they're always first class, and I'm c- glad you keep that streak alive. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, um, that's proof. It's uh, proofwashington.org. It's uh, July 11th. See me and my my engineer, Kevin, out there uh, at Fremont Studios. Uh, $40 or 60 bucks gets you in the door. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, make a plan. Have a good plan. Have a good time. Be responsible. Uh, these are spirits, and we want you to keep your spirit alive. And uh, the best way to do that is... Uh, have a designated driver. So cheers, folks. I'll see you next week right here on Saturday, 6 p.m., 570 KVI.